The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. Now, earlier on this morning, we caught up with Minister Heather Humphreys ahead of the upcoming referendum. Um, time now to get the views of Leisha de Bruin, um, because the Countess it's la- is launching its no-vote referendum campaign. And Leisha joins us on the line now. Good morning, Leisha. Great to have you with us. Good morning, Brian. Great to talk to you. Thanks a million for having us on. Well, uh, as people will be fully aware at this stage, there are two major elements to the upcoming referendum. In effect, it's two separate re- referendums happening on uh, the same day. We've got the family amendment and we've also got the care amendment Uh, first of all I suppose to get your views on uh, the family amendment and particularly um, the change in terms of the terminology to other durable relationships what's your thoughts on the proposed amendment Uh, I would actually second what Senator McDool senior counsel has said which is that this will essentially break the connection in law the break in law, it'll, it'll mean a break uh, in law between marriage and family. Um, I'd also say it's not true at all, as the counter-argument seems to be, that people who don't marry or their children of those relationships are in any way discriminated in this jurisdiction. That's simply not true. And there's a recent case, the O'Mara case, which proves that. Because in that case, there was a widower who initially did not... Um, meet the criteria for getting uh, the widower's contributory pension after his partner died. They had three children together. But in fact, that statutory provision, and by that um, I just mean the the legislation, was struck out by the Supreme Court because they said it was unconstitutional. Because uh, under the Constitution, those children and indeed that man who had been unmarried had to be treated as if they were married, married under the Constitution. It is not true that anyone is discriminated against for not marrying. Um, and I would absolutely agree with other commentators who've said that if we allow durable relationships to be given the same status um, as marriage is, well, then we won't have any certainty and chaos will ensue. I think it could lead to the breakup of family farms. Uh, who's to say that someone who embarks on a relationship won't have a claim for the farm? And in fact, they would if this goes ahead. Um, you know, currently... We have certainty and clarity in the law insofar as you know when you enter into a marriage and the marriage can only be dissolved by the court, by court order. And that can only happen when proper provision is made for the dependence of that marriage. Um, and this would seem to me to be sensible and something we should protect and it obviously protects women and children. And in terms of those people that do have or are in long-term committed durable relationships um, but don't want to marry, how do you think their rights would be protected if there is a no vote? I mean, they're already protected in law, Brian, because under 2010 legislation, if you have um, you have five years cohabit, you know, cohabiting with someone or, and no children, or if you have only two years, cohabiting with someone in an intimate relationship and you have at least one dependent, you already do have rights in law, uh, property rights. Um, so like, to me, that would seem very straightforward and common sense and there's no need to tamper with it. Um, you know, we see this these, these amendments generally as just a way to take, look at our constitution and essentially vandalise it to look... Um, you know, to kind of burnish their, the woke credentials of the government. Um, and we don't think that's the way the Constitution should be treated. It is, after all, the foundational legal uh, text of this country. And um, the protections are there for a reason. But nobody at all in Ireland is discriminated against uh, 
for, for choosing to remain unmarried and that is after all a choice that they make. And um, you mentioned there a moment ago that if somebody was in a long-term committed relationship of more than two years, a sexual relationship that also um, had at least one child, what about people who maybe can't or choose not to have children but are still in um, long-term relationships? Yes, indeed, that was my first example there, that if you're together for five years, uh, under the 2010 legislation, you have uh, rights, property rights, uh, and you can, um, you, you know, you can, um, through written agreement, leave um, that arrangement. But if you allow durable relationships uh, in, then there will be just absolute chaos. For instance, you know, what will happen if um, there's a divorce or the, someone moves on? They're still married, but they have a durable, durable relationship. I think um, we should never uh, tamper with our constitution in this way, which will just create sort of fudge and chaos. Um, and it's it's not, simply not the case that there is any um, inequality um, because, as I said, in the Amara case, because actually what's interesting with the Amara case is initially counsel for Amara um, felt that they could only argue for equality for the sake of the children under the Constitution, and it was actually the Supreme Court justices that went back to his counsel and said, no, no, we're going to adjourn and we're going to allow you to rewrite your arguments, re- broaden out your submissions, because that man... John O'Mara also had to be treated equally under the Constitution as it stands today, Brian. Leisha, you've mentioned there are a number of legal cases where people had to take cases um, in order to have what they felt were their rights um, adhered to. Um, is it maybe those cases that have led to the discussion around the referendum so that others don't have to go down the legal route to prove their own um, uh, rights? Um, I don't see really any um, grassroots um, sort of mobilisation or organising or campaigning for this. I mean, what, I, what we have found, my organisation, the Countess that I founded and that I run the last four years, we're all completely, uh, we're volunteers um, and we have a working group on legislation and what we discovered was buried in a UN document was a demand that the Irish government remove the sex, and I'm quoting, the sexist language uh, from our constitution. Now, I am a feminist. I run a women's rights organization, and I do not see 41.2 as anti-feminist. In fact, I see it as providing a legal safeguard for women. And it is the case that in Ireland, 41.2 has been relied upon by, uh, judge, by, by the courts. It's actually created court policy, which really protects women and children because what happens is Brian in this jurisdiction it does not happen in England at all but in this jurisdiction if you've given up your career and you've decided to stay at home and look after mm. the family and let's say you've got three children and then you're, uh, there's a divorce and your husband doesn't want to support you with regard to that arrangement uh, if he has means the court will um, enforce those 41.2 rights so well, it is not the case that they've done nothing for women because actually women and children are really protected because of 41.2 but when i read it i read it holistically brian and i see it as so progressive because what it's saying is it's almost like an anti-capitalist uh, statement it's certainly against neoliberal policy uh, as others other commentators have said you know do irish people want to be uh, putting their children in crash and, and living uh, and you know commuting on the roads all hours of the day and night. Um, a lot of families would like to have one stay-at-home parent. Yeah. And no, it's true, I'd say, that it has never been you know, actualised. The state has never done that for families in Ireland. But I, I believe strongly we're moving in the wrong direction, away from enforceable rights. So, for example, Brian, 
on a daily basis. No, just, just one second, Nisha, sorry, or... you've jumped slightly ahead yeah. and we, uh, you've jumped onto the care amendment, the second one, and we're going to get that in, it, it's in a moment and you've already began that conversation. But just to finish that question on the family amendment, if, if we don't have a change to the constitution, will it mean people who uh, do have durable relationships will have to go through the courts in order to have those relationships recognised? No, absolutely not, Brian. They're already recognised, okay. as I said. Uh, if you're together with someone for five years and no dependents, or if uh, it's only two years if you have at least one child. So they are already protected in law. And certainly there's no, um, there are no rights or benefits that people who uh, are not married or their children, certainly who of, of couples who don't marry, who choose not to marry, uh, can't can't acquire. Okay. So moving no on, moving on to the care amendment. Moving on to the care amendment, then, it, um, as I said, a, a legal effect of a yes vote would mean it's proposed to delete the entirety of Article forty one point two and insert a new Article forty one forty two b. The new forty two b would firstly recognise the importance to the common good of the care provided by family members to each other. Your thoughts, Leisha. So uh, we're calling for a strong no for this uh, for a number of reasons. So the first reason is that I I feel very strongly that 41.2, uh, I completely can see the language is a little bit old-fashioned, it's a bit paternalistic. But when you read it in the round, in the whole, what it's actually saying is that the state recognises what women do by their work in the home. Um, and what that means is, and like I can't think, Brian, I don't know if you can, I can't think of a single statement I've ever heard in my life where an institution or a body, or in this case a state, uh, a constitution, says that, you know, thank you to the women who are the ones, uh, obviously we're the only ones who can give birth and breastfeed and nurture, um, and, you know, thank you for what you do, because we couldn't, society couldn't function without this. And I, so therefore I see it as incredibly progressive. Not only that, it's also saying that, you know, the state will ensure that you, if you, you won't have to, uh, go out and work through economic necessity now obviously needless to say that has not been actualized uh, and, and unfortunately a lot of women who would rather stay home with their children are forced to go out because uh, of you know our, the way our economy has been ordered but i see it as a, a very progressive and as a protection for women um, i don't think it's ever held it has not held women back in any way and in fact um justice baker has corrected that misinformation but now i'm hearing more misinformation around you know um, how uh, basically it's kind of creating a sexist um, system. But I, if you actually are looking closely at what's happened to the referendum, there's more and more groups who have who've kind of copped on that actually, if you just scrape away the language, Brian, and get removed the language that's old-fashioned, you're still embedding a paradigm in a system where it's women doing all that work. And what they're doing is taking away the recognition of that and, and also, they're taking away enforceable rights. Right, as I gave you an example earlier about how we order affairs post-divorce in this mm. country where provision is made in alimony and maintenance is set based on 41.2. So, so it has a safeguard for women. So, Alicia, you would propose that the uh, current structure around the care amendment, which is part of that referendum, um, is fine the way it is and that, that women don't uh, encounter um, any sexist uh, elements that need to be changed as a result of this. Do you know what I would say? I would say that changing the words is not going to change anything on the ground in Ireland. And it's quite lazy and also, I would say, incoherent to assume so. Uh, if the state wants to legislate and shoulder some of the burden that they place on women in Ireland, uh, they could do that tomorrow. The Constitution is no bar to that whatsoever. Uh, it is a case, I think it's important to judge by actions, not words. 
uh, our state, our government has not, has refused to ratify the UN Convention on Equality for the Disabled Persons. Um, you know, you might argue that 20 million is money well spent in order to avoid actual state provision, proper state provision of uh, disabled people in this country. We're completely an outlier across Europe. We're the only European country where there's no statutory uh, provision for adults, adults with a disability to live independently. And you and I both know who's looking after those disabled adults at home. It's mothers, it's women. So I see that the Constitution as it stands recognises that incredible contribution that um, you know to society. It does. It also, you know, if we go with the new wording, the new proposed amendment, mm. it's letting the state okay. off scot free. It's moving further away from enforceable rights because if you look at the language, Brian, and the yeah. language was absolutely chosen, completely on purpose. So uh, yeah. elsewhere in the constitution, right, when it comes to education, it says the state shall provide. Yeah. And you know what that's got? That's mandatory. That's why primary school places are so. Hands, so you uh, would call. You'd, you'd call They're quite strongly to... for a no vote, Leisha, on both of the amendments, the family amendment yes, and and the care amendment. And, and I'd also say, Brian, they are removing yep. the only mention of mother and home from Bunrock Naharan. Well, we'll be talking more about the refer- upcoming referendum in the days and weeks ahead. The care amendment and the family amendment both up for, um, for votes on March 8th. Voting in that referendum, whichever way you're going to vote, um, is an important thing to do. Um, the Electoral Commission um, obviously encouraging people to educate themselves and to, to make their own minds up. And we'll have more on the referendum over the coming days. But for now, um, thanks to Leisha De Bruyne um, from the Countess calling on a no vote. The K- ACL or Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card. The perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.